I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our descent into LaGuardia Airport. Please ensure that your tray table's up and your seat is in the full upright and locked position. If we happen to be in the event of a crash landing... Claire, Claire, Claire. That's enough. So, this week, I did something that I love doing every year. But this year, it was slightly different. I watched the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. All right. All right. Now, before anybody writes this week's thing at gmail.com and says that you're not a feminist or whatever, go fuck yourself, okay? The Victoria's Secret Fashion Show makes me weep. It is one of the most empowering, fantastic displays of artistry and designership and public relations and television broadcast. And just sheer athleticism Mm. in the world all the time. Now, the reason it was slightly different was because this year the fashion show was aired on ABC. It used to be a big conglomerate project of CBS. And then, of course, with the Les Moonves change, Mm. yes, ding, 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 Mm. ABC got the rights to the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And it's very important that that is said now because it will change what I say later. Mm -hmm. So the way the fashion show used to be was there were three artists that would sing top 40 music and then the angels would walk to... The Victoria's Secret angels are the models. Mm -hmm. Now there are some that are contracted for the entire year and they're the ones that are, are... Pictures are on the advertisements and they do all the commercials and they do the Victoria's Secret holiday campaign... And then the angels in the fashion show are those regulars and also models that are hired for just the fashion show. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it used to be there were three recording artists. So like last year, maybe the year before, it was like Ellie Goulding and The Weeknd and one other. And then they would do the show where there were two segments that were uh, without an artist and three segments with an artist. And each segment of the show has a different theme to the lingerie or to the outfits or to the clothes that they're presenting. And so it'll always be something like Fantasy Kingdom or Mm. um, Under the Sea or um, A Winter Wonderland, you know, Mm. whatever. And so then they will design lingerie to be featured with the exception of pink. Pink now will feature mostly boxing shorts, hoodies sweats, tote bags, but for the most part, if there's lingerie, they will have some kind of extra design on top of the actual piece you can buy at the store that is then then put under wings or some kind of, Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like three elements to every outfit, right? There's the lingerie you can buy at the store, there's the designer's like elevation on top, and then more often than not, some sort of thing on their back or wings, mm-hmm. right? There were a lot less wings this year, which I found pretty interesting. Now, we're over at ABC for the 2018 fashion show. There are now six artists, and they're all tag teaming all different kinds of themes. So there was Halsey, there was the Struts. There, which is also very rare that they would have a, like a band play that wasn't mm. like Maroon 5. You know right. what I mean? So Halsey, The Struts, 
one woman sang from uh, The Greatest Showman. That sure. was crazy. I never heard her name before, but she was uh, a recording artist. I think she's a gospel singer. Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. Kelsey Ballerini sang with the Chainsmokers. So there were like oh, wow. also collaborators, which normally they'll just do solo artists. Mm-hmm. And the fashion show has always, in the last couple of years, gotten a lot more diverse. But now there's like different um, looks as well. There is a very famous model. I don't know her name, but she has vitiligo that walked in the right. show. Um, they now have basically, with the exception of maybe Native American, every different racial background or ethnicity that you can pretty much think of mm-hmm. um, walking in the show. They have at least 15 different nations represented by the angels. That's cool. And the show just felt a lot more hopeful. Like they had a segment. So when they come back from commercial, they'll do segments about how the angels prepared or how the casting process happened or how like who's wearing the fantasy bra. It's like this like $1 million diamond bra. It was Elsa Elsa Hosk this year. Um, She looked amazing. This one segment that I loved was where they followed the angels on their workout routines and had them set goals for the show. And so like one angel talked about having scoliosis and her goal was to do 10 squats. 10 squats in a row. She said that might sound easy, but I have scoliosis. And they showed images of her spinal x-rays that's so interesting so the show like i find it the show has been ever evolving the next step for the show is to get someone larger than size zero or two slash um i've read something sorry to interrupt you um i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like the problematic nature of it like that um they refuse to include trans models Mm. so yes I don't believe that they will be in a place to do that next year, but who I do think may walk... Not on ABC. Not on ABC, but I do think they will be in a place because there was a lot of backlash. There was uh, some sort of press was happening the past couple of weeks where they said, why don't you have any plus-size models walk right. on the show? And they said, that's not the direction our brand is marketed toward, but that's not true because women my size shop at Victoria's Secret all the time. I'm wearing right. Victoria's Secret right now. Right. So... Uh, I hope that someone like Ashley Graham will walk in the show. Mm. Some someone bigger. I just I don't need them to be glorifying any kind of unhealthy body image. But I do hope that the next step for the show is to include uh, just more curvaceous sizes, models. Yeah. yeah, just sizes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I know I'm talking to white men. But yes, yes, that's true. But I love this show so much, and I was really pleasantly surprised at how uh, inspired I was. It's great. I really sometimes I'll watch these type of things and I'll feel bad about myself, and this time it felt like it was hopeful. It had a new era, and uh, yeah, fuck less Moonves. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, I think it's very appropriate that it was more hopeful on ABC because if you watch any other TV shows on CBS, there is nothing hopeful about the programming on CBS. Yes. It is essentially a nonstop slog through murders, serial killers, and like naval crimes. Yes. I was literally asking myself what is on CBS nowadays aside from Colbert. Um, yeah. And I guess you answered my question. Yeah. yeah. That's. I was about to say The Good Doctor, but that's on ABC. That's on ABC. Let's name one other CBS show. Uh, FBI, that new Dick Wolf show. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, uh, you know, they've got the the one with the 
uh, Scott Bakula doing the NCIS, oh, yeah, but yeah. in New Orleans for some reason. Oh, no, oh, but okay. I, again, I don't know what an NCIS is. I just know they do naval crimes, and there yes. must be a lot more naval, naval criminal crimes. Naval Institute. Of, no, but NCIS is a real organization. No, it is. It's so crazy that it's a real organization, too. Um, I just don't think the real one deals with so many hostage situations, murders, and rapes. I, I just no. I think it's probably fewer. They spend a lot of time on uh, dishonorable discharge and mm. uh, fraternization on the ship, as it were. Oh, sure. Yes. I will say, you know, to be fair to CBS, they were the home of The Good Wife. Right. And one of my projects yes. for 2018 has been watching all of The Good Wife. Yes. And I think I will finish by New Year's. I'm very excited. Now, I stand by your statement. I'm going to stand it, Okay. The idea that there's no hope over at CBS, but they are insistent that they have all the best comedies. No, you have no, no, hope. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, what what who, comedies do they who, think yeah, they have? Yeah, who do you think so you are? Young NBC? Sheldon? No. No. Okay. Yeah, and Young Sheldon's gonna run forever. You know that. Yes. The only show I have heard is actually funny and touching is Mom. Yeah. Oh, I love Mom. I have never watched it before, but we got Mom. We got American Housewife. Nope, that's ABC. Yeah, man. Damn it. Nope. And we're back. No, you got Mom. You got the King of Queens, but it's not the King of Queens. It's Kevin Can Wait. But then it wasn't popular, so they killed off the new wife they gave Kevin James. Sure. And they just brought back the wife from King of Queens. Are Mike and, and Molly still on? No, that, that's, no, that's, that's over. Okay, that's well, Melissa but, McCarthy's above that. I just want to yeah. be clear. Um, but <laughs> they, that and Mom, they syndicate on FX. Okay. And I feel like you would. Re I feel like you would really enjoy mom. My vibe is FX sex. Ooh, I do like FX sex. Oh, that, that might actually that might the be the channel. FX has the movies. It might yeah. be FXX that they do those uh, reruns. Yeah. Now I want to hear. I genuinely want to hear from dudes. What is the perception in the male community of Victoria's Secret and its advertising? Well, as the gay dude at the table. Eh. 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 Have you ever been in one of their stores or seen one from the outside yeah, of the mall? Yeah, I've seen one from the outside of the mall. What is the vibe that you get? What were the what would be the words that you would use? Um, you know, uh, light pink, uh, but like not pink pink, like mauve, like hey, warm, inviting, but kind of like like also... a like a living Valentine. Yeah, sure. Aesthetic. Like okay. yeah, like a like a touchy feely Valentine's okay. card that maybe has like some fuzzy parts to it on the outside. Okay. That you open fuzzy up. Fuzzy parts. Yeah, you know, a little fluff. Now, and... to be fair, I have bought things from Victoria's Secret that have little fuzzy parts on the outside. There you go. <laughs> Seems very correct to me. Uh, and, and then um, that that's about as far as my brain will go. Do you ever think that men should have the equivalent of Victoria's Secret? Not in the way of lingerie, but in the way of like a store for just undergarments. Do we have that? Actually, Victoria's Secret, here's the other thing. We'll get to it in a second. Tell me what you think. I'm like, isn't that what the internet is for? I was the gonna, internet like, is a like store Tommy for John. undergarments. Yeah. Uniqlo is a store for undergarments that just happens to sell other things. Right. Okay. Yes. Like, you have sites like Tommy John, which are like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah all, those, all those... Yeah, and actually, I think about this. All the male equivalents of that advertise on podcasts hosted by bros. Right. So, yes, like Me Undies, Tommy John. I have never seen or heard of a Tommy John in my life, except for the fact that the Pod Save America people won't stop telling me about Tommy John. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it makes me have this weird image of them, like all sitting around in their underwear, commenting mm -hmm. on it. So the other thing I was going to say before that made me think was... Victoria's Secret catalog used to be like a very big get. If you subscribe to the Victoria's Secret catalog or if you ever ordered anything from victoriasecret.com, you would start getting the catalog, okay? Mm. 
And the catalog used to feature clothes. Victoria's Secret used to have, and I still have, like a full clothing line. Jeans, dresses, sweatshirts, all of they it. They don't anymore? I think that they are moving away from that and sticking with, if there's clothes, they're in the pink department, which is like, they're juniors, but I still wear it all the time. Sure. Or, like, for the season. Like, there mm. will be, like, holiday pajamas. Right. Or, like, um, t-shirt for spring. Like, mm. yeah. Or t-shirt for the fashion show. There's a whole line of fashion show apparel. Were they Juicy Couture, or was that another company entirely? Juicy Couture is its own thing. Got it. But um, they did follow in the fashion of Juicy to put things across the butt of velour yes. sweatpants. Yes, right, right, right. Yes. Very important fashion moment of 2005. Right, that exactly. Is something that I Iconic. Feel, yeah, as a man, I feel like, why can't we have that? Yeah. Oh, you can. You'll just be ridiculed. I think men deserve to be ridiculed. <laughs> that's, yeah, Sounds that's, like that's a good fair. Move. It's now, our turn. Ian, you yes. are cis, straight, white man. Yes. Sorry. Do you... F- it's yeah, okay. Sorry I'm de- for your loss. I'm dealing with it. Do you find anything about the Victoria's Secret franchise or the way the women are portrayed attractive or sexist or what What are your feelings? Um, I've never really had an opinion on Victoria's Secret other than like beautiful models. Apparently everything's really expensive. I would say it's reasonably priced for not as good quality. Yikes. Hmm. Like, I would say I'm Because getting... I, I just have to say, my impression would have been the same as Ian's. From the outside, it would have been like, wow, that must be the overpriced lingerie that, that you buy that, like, to yeah. take yourself or something like that. I wouldn't have thought of it as like a, a budget or not budget, but let's say affordable brand. Right. I would say if I'm spending $40 on a bra, that's what a bra should cost. Right. And that's the standard. thirty nine ninety five is the standard bra cost at Victoria's Secret. Now, if I go and get like... The fancy lace with the diamonds and the and the, mm-hmm. and the bows and the whole thing and it's got mesh on the side. They're really into this like mermaid mesh thing right. that goes around the side. It's pretty cool. It's mermaid su- mesh just sounds like a fishing net that catches mermaids. I just got to say it. That's what it you looks know. like. But it's but it's catching angels. <laughs> it's a dream catcher wow. for angels. Yes. And so those will be maybe up towards sixty nine ninety five is like the next high. Like it's like mm. thirty nine ninety five for everything standard. $49.95 for things that have like words or colors or designs. And then $69.95 or like $89.95 for like full 90s or like full all of the bells and the whistles and the garter belt and that like an entire outfit. I hope you mean literal bells and literal whistles. Oh, I have oh, literal that, yeah. bells yeah, on right. Victoria's Secret. I'm not even kidding. Literal bells on Victoria's Secret it. stuff. Yeah, especially at the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they will put bells on shit. Right. Yeah, bells on shit is really... Bells on shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. that's not for you. When you see a Victoria's Secret, like when you walk by the store and you see Candace Swanpole like in the window, in the lingerie, or Adriana Lima, it's not for you. I mean, be like, yeah, she's hot, clearly. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's like there's no questioning it. But like, I don't know, like it's, it it feels like it's marketed towards like a more, more primal version of like a straight white man. Okay. Like, Mm -hmm. and... It, it strikes me in the same vein as the old Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Right, exactly. Where I'm like, uh, you know, um, logically, I understand what's going on here. Right. But emotionally, I don't get it. Right, it's like, it's clearly for, like, a specific, like, genre of, like, straight white yeah. male. Like, I think it's great that, like, if that's what you're into, like, as a woman, like, that kind of, like, self-empowerment and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, all for it. I do find it very empowering. I... I will say that when you are wearing an entire outfit of, like, lingerie, if you have a garter belt, if you have, like, the thigh highs, like, there is literally nothing more 
empowering to me. Right. I completely understand why some other people feel that it's like modern bondage or that right. that it's all that it's just for male gaze. Like I not the male gaze, but the male gaze. Thank you, because I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> gaze, G A Z E. Chris, you didn't know they were marketing to you this whole time. <laughs> oh my god, that explains so many ads in my Facebook feed. <laughs> but I, I personally find it very, very empowering, right. and it's amazing when I'm wearing Victoria's Secret lingerie just under a regular outfit for nobody but myself. That's awesome. I I'm having a better day. I don't know how to describe it, but I I just it's like a secret for me. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in that way, when I watch the fashion show, I've always gotten a little bit emotional about it because mm. it's like, ooh, the holidays are here and look at all these beautiful clothes I can go buy and mm. Well, but, that, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. No. no, I was going to say that's another part of it is like I was listening to like a podcast that was talking about this and um they're talking about how like the fashion show was like is like it's supposed to be like a fantasy, and I'm like, yes. Like personally, I'm just like, I don't want a fantasy. I want like, a gr- I want a girlfriend. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sure. Like, so I guess like that's not like, that's why it's like it's not for me. Although it's, I'm like, it's clearly like cool. This is beautiful. Yeah. Like, like everything about this is beautiful. Now, Ian, I'm about to get real personal, and you don't have to answer this question. All right. But has anyone ever worn fancy lingerie for you? Yeah. Okay. And did it do it for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so see, it gets the job done when it's... It gets the job done. I got to tell you really dramatically, when I was like so deep into buying Victoria's Secret in college, I'm not even kidding, I pulled that move where I opened the door and was wearing it. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was awesome to see his face. (laughs) It was the most fantastically satisfying moment like and that's like that's part of the empowerment i find like that's like and i think that's great yeah i felt like a boss ass bitch right yeah a hundred percent so anyway i love the victoria's secret fashion show if it's not for you i completely understand why um but i'm really glad that it moved networks yeah clearly it's for the better wow yeah i you know um I had no idea that I would have an opinion about what network the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show airs on. But now you do. Yes. Yeah, you have a, you have a hot take, buddy. I can't wait to bring this up at my family's Christmas. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a popular topic. Yes, yes. Um, okay, Chris Barlow, the time is nigh, my friends. Okay. Cue the music. Well, speaking of uh, women's clothing, uh, there's a comedian, Cola Scola. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of this guy. He's a funny guy. Oh, Cola Scola. Cola Scola. Okay. Do, you, do you know Cola Scola? I thought you said cold Siscola. Cold Siscola. So I, I also <laughs> am sick Escola. and have a cold Siscola. And the doctor <laughs> told me to just kind of put on some lingerie. Uh, no, Cola Scola. He's a really funny comedian and... Uh, I wouldn't say drag performer because that's not that's not what he's doing. But he does wear women's clothing as he performs these characters that he writes for himself. Uh, and I've been seeing his shows for a few years now. He used to do them at the Duplex uh, downtown, and he just had one at Joe's Pub. Mm-hmm. Obviously, step up to be at Joe's Pub. I don't know. Yes. Have, have you guys ever seen anything at Joe's yeah, Pub? No, but I know what what it means. Right. Yeah. I, it's a really fun kind of cabaret-style venue at the public, uh, and it, and it's relatively affordable until they hit you with, 
the two drink or $20 food minimum. Right. Yes, which I have definitely had to push on my friends for my stuff. Yes. That sucks. Because 54 Below has a similar oh, I, I know structure. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I, because I really like Joe's Pub and some of the people who perform there, I give myself like a strict limit of only like two Joe's Pub shows a year maximum. I'm mm. not allowed to splurge on any more than that. Uh, but Cola Scola was back at Joe's Pub. They'd added an extra date. There were tickets available. And my mom happened to be in town because I don't get to go home for Thanksgiving. So she found a little way to like fly out here and spend a fun weekend in New York. Oh, that's great. I know. It was really nice. Does your your mom likes to go out on the town? Oh, yeah. And she loves to go to theater and a nice like restaurant or like jazz venue. And and I'm thinking, one, I love Cola Scola. and, And while it will push towards the edges of her sense of humor, I think she'll love him too. What's your mom's name? Roberta. Roberta. Roberta Barlow? Roberta Borst Barlow. Roberta Borst Barlow. Roberta Borst Barlow. That's a powerful name. Nice to say. Roberta Borst Barlow. She stopped doing the hyphen Barlow thing in the 90s. The hyphen thing got old. They're still (laughs) married, but at a certain point, it was like, just say Roberta Borst. It's easier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's how I'm going to be about Claire Manship. When you pick a name, it's your name. It's the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Roberta, Roberta's great, and uh, I, I really wanted to get her out there for it. But I hadn't realized that the only tickets that were still available, literally, was like partial view directly in front of the stage, and then partial view way back at the bar as far away as humanly possible from the other seat. And of course my mom is like, no, we should go, I want to go with you. And I'm like, but we will be sitting with strangers for 90 minutes far away from each other. I don't think so. And so... In kind of the the thing that we all do in a last desperate plea, I made a last desperate plea on Facebook. Mm. Can anybody get me two tickets together anywhere? I saw I saw you posting that on Twitter. Right. Yeah, and I was I was literally about. I to did like, a full court press. I'll oh, be honest. I was about to like wrangle the wagons of gay Twitter and get you as many people as I could. I thought I too thought my hope lay in gay Twitter or gay Facebook, but instead. I, uh, I went to undergrad at Fordham Lincoln Center downtown. Okay. Midtown, let's say. It is Midtown. I went to Fordham Lincoln Center in Midtown. And, uh, <laughs> and there is a phrase we like to use called the Fordham Mafia. Because mm. at a certain point, a lot of people who do theater at Fordham just wind up in the strangest corners of New York theater doing things that are basically the lifeblood of New York theater. And so in this case, it's somebody I know from Fordham who is uh, on the lighting team at Joe's Pub. She's essentially there making sure the lights are working and cool for like every show at Joe's wow. Pub. Wow. And so she goes, yeah, yeah, we got two house seats that aren't being used. You, you want them? And I'm like, oh, I got, ha, 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 yeah, ha, 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 ha. Yo. Oh my um, God. So we take them. Great. Great. We get there. I'm like so excited to take my mom to Joe's Pub. Also, she's paying for the food because I got the tickets. So I'm like going to order the most expensive cocktail. And we, <laughs> side note, did think let's order something we can share. And there was a charcuterie plate on the menu. And I'm like, I've never ordered that because it's expensive. And who would ever want to share a plate of meats with me? But my mom, Roberta, mom. is from the Midwest, and we love a good plate of meats in the Midwest. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. So we went, oh, we'll get the charcuterie. And they brought a plate that was almost the size of your table here, <laughs> just yeah. covered in piles and piles of meat with almost nothing to eat the meat on. Like, there were a few small pieces of toast, but but there was mountains of meat, like Arby sandwiches worth of meat <laughs> in front of us. And, and we are sitting at a small little kind of bar area looking at the stage with people on either side of us. And of course, by people, I mean very fashionable gays because we were at a Cola Scola show. 
and we're sitting there with our mountain of meat, just kind of eating with our hands like <laughs> monsters. And, and I'm feeling really good about this because I'm looking around the whole time going, what fashionable gays are here who know me and will they judge me for eating this pile of meat? Mm. Um, what of was course, the answer? The answer is, of course, they won't judge me for that because they already know I'm the kind of person who would do that. Yes. Uh, but what happened is we got there, we ordered... And I look, and sitting like in front of us, because we're at a, a little bar that's uh, actually above the banquettes, the booths. So okay. there are people sitting bel- below us. And I see there's this uh, big woman who looks kind of familiar. And I'm like, is that Bridget Everett? <laughs> and then I look and I go, is Bridget Everett feeding French fries to a tiny dog in Joe's pub? And the answer was yes. If you're Bridget yes! Everett, you're allowed to bring your tiny dog to shows at Joe's Pub yeah, and feed it french fries. But then my mom turns to me, because now I'm eating piles of meat and more people are arriving, and she goes, hey, hey, who's that woman sitting next to the person with the dog you were telling me about? And I'm like, oh, with Bridget Everett? I don't know. Is that... Oh, it's Amy Schumer, of course, because they're friends. So right. now we're sitting four feet away from like Amy Schumer and Bridget Everett. And sitting even closer to them is a, a fashionable gay who works at one of the off-off-Broadway theaters in New York who loves to... I, I, I should rephrase this. He doesn't love to reject me. Off-off-Broadway theaters in New York love to reject me mm. when I submit my work. And so uh, he and I have met many times. We run in some of the same circles. And he sits down a few seats away from us, like right behind Bridget Everett. And I'm doing the thing of like, when will he look over? Should I be like... Oh, Oh yeah! Uh, on top of that, he had literally just signed a rejection letter I had received from this this venue, oh, and they do the thing—they send you the nice rejection letter and they sign it. Uh, so it's like, great job! It's good to see your work. And then they squiggle a signature, so it feels real personal. And uh, and he had written something that made it seem like he might have recognized who I was. He was like, great to see you applied. And I was like, oh, he kind of remembers who I am. Wow! Yeah. And then of course. At the venue in real life, sitting across from this person who is clearly distracted by Bridget Everett and Amy Schumer and uh, Cola Scola and all the exciting things happening, he literally looks through my head as if I am a window. And then we talk about the show on Twitter the next day, and he is completely aware that I was there. What? What? I know. And he's a nice guy. I like this guy in person. But it's that thing of, in the moment... Because I am out of context. You know, I'm with this middle-aged woman. I'm not with anyone else we mutually know. Yeah. In the moment, is it like, I'm? who is that person? I, I know what that's like. I've run into people who I, I know about as well as that. And if I, it's not with the people we know together, I forget who they are. I'm like, who right. are you? Oh my God, of course I know who you are. Yes. Um, so I wonder... Am I am I actually a known quantity in the sad, sad world of off-off-Broadway playwrights? Or am I a known quantity on gay Twitter and I would, I would settle for that? I think that you're known on gay Twitter and if you had been anywhere but Joe's Pub or 54 Below or Prohibition or one of these places where there's something else going on... That would not have been oh, it could the be. interaction. It could be that because of the volume of gays, there was just so many gays that yes. I blended in. I camouflaged myself yes. in the gays. And really, there was a pile of meat between the two of you, yeah, which could that... have been... <laughs> I know what that's like, and that can be kind of confusing. You know, what do you do? Who's going to... Where are we going with it? Uh, you know, I get it. I get it. I do. 
Mm-hmm. How was the show? The show was amazing. I mean, I always love Cola Scola. I've loved every show of his I've seen. But this one, this one might have been my favorite. There was a big reveal of a dramatic new costume at the end that I'd never seen before. Uh, and that reveal led to the way they ended the show. He did a scene that was, you know, I, I should back up. I should say most of his scenes are funny. Most of them are sketches, kind of mm-hmm. like one man sketches. And then often his director is on a mic in the booth being the other characters. So mm-hmm. it's a sketch, but he's alone on stage. Uh, they ended first with a sketch where you're waiting for the punchline the whole time. You're waiting for it to become a joke. And then you realize it's actually just a scene. And the fact that reveal of like, oh no, this is just like a, a woman and a man talking about how they almost got married and then things happened and they didn't and they're seeing each other again and they won't see each other again after this probably. And that's it. And that's a scene. And that kind of unexpected, wow. like, oh, oh, we're not just joking here. Then he leaves and comes back in in this elaborate, like, Queen Victoria dress and <laughs> sings a song called Poopy Sue. And that is how you end a show. <laughs> that was the punchline of the scene right, right I think before. so. 100%. Yes. I'm saying in between, uh, spoiler alert for a show you can't see. Uh, the whole show there's a xylophone on stage and it being Joe's pub you think well that could be for the next show there's a show at midnight after this or something like that like okay and he comments on it he's like yeah I got the xylophone for the show but I didn't write anything for it and and so you think oh he's making fun he's doing some smart like little crowd work with the xylophone on stage and then when he has to go change into this elaborate costume he brings a stranger from the audience up and tells them to just like hit the xylophone for a bit while he's gone and this this woman is like really sheepish and she's kind of like nervous and he does some audience interaction stuff so you think like oh okay it's one of those audience interaction things and she's just a little nervous and then she busts out the sickest xylophone song i have ever heard <laughs> and you realize the whole thing is a setup but she is a fucking ace at this xylophone it's like that thing in Cirque du Soleil when they pull someone from the audience to jump over them and then the guy ends up jumping over them yeah yes I will say the other highlight of the show was uh, sitting next to my mom before the unnamed gay of the theater world in between us was just a gay couple and they were you know clearly doing the night on the town at the Joe's pub and then they decided to, like, talk throughout a majority of the show, mm. which was very annoying. Yes. Until Amy Schumer shushed them, which is got to be, like, just my favorite moment of, oh, celebrities, they're just like us. Right. Amy's not having it, okay? She is very pregnant and very is sick she? right is now. Is she? Really? Yes, she's very pregnant. She's been super sick. She's had, like, very... Uh, she has very intense morning sickness right now. It's like everywhere. Oh. She's made an entire video series where she and Meghan Markle are pregnant together, but she has all of the that. morning sickness. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, Amy, she yikes. was very pregnant and super sick. I mean, yeah. good for her for being pregnant. That would explain why their their tab at Joe's Pub was so low. And yes, I did see what their tab was because at Joe's Pub they ring you out on like tablets and the, mm. the bill appears in like size 64 font, font. Yeah. on the tablet. So right. they could just hold it up like a judge scoring a, you know, <laughs> an ice skating match. Yeah. It's like, like trivia at the bar. Yeah. 147.62. <laughs> but I will say, I saw it and I looked at the size of their table and I was like, 
you know, it was hundreds of dollars, but I was like, for those, all those people, wow, you know, actually, they're quite frugal for a night out at Joe's Pub. Yes. Now I know it's because she wasn't drinking. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you're drinking at Joe's Pub, you're basically just going to hand them your wallet and, and just say, be like, just, let me know when you just hit the su- limit. Just yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's what I said. Now, I hope this will make you feel better. This week... I was online for an audition, and a girl behind me, I turned around, and we smiled at one another. She looked familiar, but I don't think we've ever met. We smiled at one another, and she said, oh, hey, I I was just talking with John about you. And I said, oh, oh, really? And Uh she said, yeah, yeah, we were both saying how, how great you are. I just, you know, wanted to say hi. I was like, oh, yeah, well, John is the sweetest. Oh, so nice of you guys to think of me. Wow, wow, wow. And then turned back front, like... I don't know who you are, and I don't know who John is, and I've never met you before. Dang. Or maybe I had met her. I really don't know. But if that makes you feel better, sometimes you'll see somebody. It was like I had to look through her because I couldn't figure out if we had who ever met. Who you are, where you right. came from. Yeah. No, and I'm I'm terrible with names, and so I'm guilty of being that person. I'm also just, I drink, so I'm terrible with memory. I'm basically a terrible human being. And so when I see people who I haven't seen in a while, I might be the one who goes, who? But then when they tweet at me and say, I saw you last night, I'd be like, of course I know who you are. I follow you on Twitter. Yeah. Right? Right? Right. Yeah, we we just had Louis Peitzman on the show. And having been in the Twitterverse with somebody for a really long time and then being face-to-face with them, I do feel a disconnect. It's different. It's different, mm-hmm. oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we had, I mean, the best time. Oh, it was so great. Yeah, it was fantastic. He couldn't have been better. It was yeah. fantastic. Um, but yeah, when you know somebody's Twitter personality and then you see them in person, sometimes it's the same. Lewis is very much the same. But I have had experiences where someone is like, fantastically amazing on Twitter and then you meet them in person and they are just that's a persona right and that's a tricky thing with Twitter Twitter personas are very different from Facebook or Instagram or those other places where we're trying I think to show like our perfect selves right on Twitter it's like we invent these imperfect clever weird selves well yes. I gotta say though I feel like our Twitter personalities and please correct me if I'm wrong I feel like our Twitter personalities at this table are very accurate to who we are oh my Twitter personality is just a, a golden egg that you should all lay on yeah basically it's Absolutely. the gift that keeps on giving thank you that's what I meant mine is I would say on Twitter <laughs> mine is a mix between being super excited about things that I want to boost like and hashtags and and tagging people and and TV shows and things that I like like the Victoria's Secret fashion show mm-hmm. or it's like the most dead inside dry mm. like simple statements right yeah, I don't know how better to describe it, but that... that. I will say, my Twitter personality is half, I think, you know, um, laughing while crying at the news, and half complaining to corporations about customer service issues, mm. which I think is everyone's Twitter personality, really. Yes. Uh, but one thing I want to ask you then is, what about, I don't know which apps you use, but I, I it, this made me think of my Tinder personality or fill-in-the-blank dating app personality. Mm. And is that an accurate representation of myself? And I thought of that because, you know, way back in a happier time, 2016, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was very much trying tinder really hard and now i'm trying like alt tinder really hard but anyway i i was um, i matched with cola scola <gasps> on tinder, and i was watching a 
GOP primary debate. Yikes. And so all I could talk about was the GOP primary debate I was watching. And that, obviously, was a very short conversation we had. But it did make me think, my Tinder personality is very accurately me. Yes. Yes. Mine, like on Bumble, I used to have one that was like a little more, like the description of myself and what I'm into was a little more involved. And I had a friend that was like, you really need to parse this down and you need to be a lot friendlier. Mm. Yeah. And so now I will read it to you now. Oh, please. Here we go. While you find it, I have to ask, I recently changed one of my profiles to just say Alicia Florick in the streets, Alicia Florick in the sheets. Oh. Who's that? That's what I got. Yeah, Thank you. That, no, but you know. No, I don't. Oh, well then, I, I guess say, I'm going to change it right now. No, I Thanks, was saying, guys. oh, because when people do in the streets, in, in the, the sheets, sheets. It, it gets a lot of swipes. It's, and no, it's clever it's, that, it's, I like that, I like that it's the same person for both. I like that we're breaking down this, like we're deconstructing wait, this joke. Wait, wait, wait. Fred Armisen in the streets, Mark Marin in the streets. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, I could work with that. That's the one. No, okay, so this is my this is my Bumble profile. Looking good. Okay, Claire, 27, actor at Actors Equity Association, Elon University, 2013. Very easy peasy. Bumble has changed since I used it, but it also doesn't work well for the gays. Yes. So, you know. So I said, hey, exclamation point, I'm an actor and podcast host. With a penchant for eating out, going to the movies, and doing crossword puzzles. Looking for the real thing. And then I have an American flag and a French flag, so you know Ooh. what I speak. I like it. Okay, it used to be something like, like just, it was so involved. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more about what I'm like than what I like. Yeah, no, what I found is the, the most interesting things you can put there are either something kind of unexpected or unusual about you, mm-hmm. or simply like, uh, this is what I like to do, do you do too? Yes. A, a guy messaged me about crossword puzzles recently. I said, I, he was like, hey, how was your day? I was like, it was good. How was yours? He was like, it is good. I was doing the Friday crossword the whole day. And I was like, gum, 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 Yeah. Um, if I can throw it back to when I was first using Hinge like years ago. Okay. Um, early Hinge. Early Hinge, which I'm on New Hinge. And New Hinge is great. I actually, big fan of New Hinge. Um, but Early Hinge. I like New Hinge. Early Hinge, um, I, I had two different friends like make my profiles for me. And so the first friend was like, just a stand-up guy dancing through life, blah, 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 cheery kind of stuff. I would swipe left so quickly, Ian. I mean, it was... this podcast was born out of me swiping right. Right. So it wasn't that, whatever I read. It was, no, it was like, (laughs) it was like sincere and earnest and stuff. It was like, yes, it was that. I was like, that's very funny and I hate myself at the same time. And then my friend gets a hold of this. She takes one look at, looks at, she takes one look at it and goes... No, I'm changing this right now. And I get my phone back and it says, not a serial killer dances well. Mm. Mm. It's almost there for me. It's almost there almost, for me. Almost, almost. Especially with that photo. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. you look like you might be a serial killer. Yeah, you Thanks. do. It's a little... A um, little bit. Yeah, Christian Bale. Huh. I don't know how to respond to that, but... Uh, once at one of my Chris Rice Review Wine live shows, I had a friend of mine on as the guest, and I gave her my phone, signed into Tinder, and I sent her off stage for like 30 minutes to find me a date. Nice. Uh, and she found me matches, and then we chatted, and most of them when I revealed that they had been matched by my friend and that I wasn't the one who sent the original message, stopped talking to me. Oh, God. Which, Thanks. I could understand the feeling of a bait and switch there. Mm. I could. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, it's kind of like the Vanity Fair Tinder takeover. Have you ever watched these? No. So they'll have celebrities come to Vanity Fair and they'll get a staffer from the bullpen to surrender their phone to Aubrey Plaza or to... Oh my God, yes. Um, uh, Key and Peele or... I do feel like if I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Billy Key... Eichner was a very good one. Billy Eichner did a gay Tinder swipe for somebody. There we go. It was like if Billy Eichner matched us, I feel like somebody would be like, get out. And then we'd have a conversation to talk right. about. Yes. Whereas if I say... My friend matched us. I sound lonely. No, a little bit. I've had friends do that for me. Yeah. That's okay. Well, I used to like to have my friends play for me, but now yeah. that I've now that I've diversified to so many apps, there's too too much possibility that somebody you've rejected on another app yep. will pop up. Yep. And right. and I can't trust people to be on my Tinder anymore. I yeah. just can't care. That's true. That's true. Mm. All right. Well, thus endeth the second tangent. Yes. And it wasn't really a tangent because Chris started it. Um, you get to start as many as you want. BB. Wow, wow. I do? You do. Yeah. Oh, I should have been taking advantage of this this whole time. <laughs> well, the train, you have a lot of time to think I more. do. I'm still waiting. <laughs> this bit is still going. Kill me. All right. So <laughs> Just like the delays on the MTA. Exactly. It's yeah. still going. Yeah. Still waiting. There we go. And it'll, it'll kill you. Yeah. Um, all right. Are you ready for the quiz? Yes. Now, yes. since you are on the show, the quiz has changed swi- slightly. Swipely. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see what happens. All right. All right. So You're... give us your Tinder. No, my God, how amazing would that be? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, quiz time. Nice. Yes. Here we go. Chris Barlow, what are you obsessed with? Currently, The Good Wife, because I'm binging all of the seasons of The Good Wife. It's about uh, Alicia Florick, the good wife of a uh, uh, state's attorney who was in a scandal for sex. This was back when we thought sex scandals could sink somebody's political career. Oh, it's what such a, a cute show. time. And in that, that era, uh, Barack Obama's president, and they're dealing with, like, you know, uh, Bitcoin. There was just a Bitcoin episode where they were like, this Bitcoin. Oh, and they me. found, the, they thought they found the inventor of Bitcoin and his name was Mr. Bitcoin. I love what? this show. It is, ev- <laughs> it's like, it's a time capsule of the Obama era that I never knew was sitting there waiting for me. Ooh, wait, I have a better one for your Tinder profile. Yeah. Michelle Obama in the streets, Olivia Pope in the sheets. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That Ooh. That's a statement. That is quite That's a statement. Yeah. It's, I don't know that any person is that person. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm really over-promising there, and I'm pretty sure I'll under-deliver. But I, then after you can say, or am I? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I like it. If you ever need someone kidnapped while we're listening to Stevie Wonder and spill red wine all over your white couch, I'm Olivia Pope. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. There you go. Where in the world is she? Where in the world is Chris Barlow? You know when you know when Olivia Pope got kidnapped. Oh, yeah, when Olivia Pope got kidnapped. Dun, oh dun, dun, man! Dun, 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 dun. I can't listen to that song without hearing her get kidnapped. <laughs> uh, all right. Carmen San Diego in the streets. Carmen San Diego in the sheets. No, where's Waldo in the where's streets? Where's Waldo in the streets? Carmen San Diego in the sheets. Yeah. You'll just the whole time you wonder where is he? Papa Smooth. Street <laughs> and Smurfette in the sheets. Oh, oh yes, because she's the only one in town, honey bun. She's That's in the sheets. Right. Sustaining an entire culture. Okay. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. Well, actually, Ian. Okay. Uh, three fingers up. 
We play Never Have I Ever now. Oh, wow. Okay. Never Have I Ever had sex in a public bathroom. Nope. Yeah, no. Never done that. Okay. Never have I ever used a fire escape, like climbed down a fire escape. Like, how do you define used one? Like, I mean, like, like to actually, ac- not to escape necessarily, but never have I ever like actually used one as a means of like exit and entry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, uh, never have I ever, never have I ever, uh, never have I ever gone to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Down. Mm-hmm. I watched it last year. No. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, those balloons are big. They look pretty big. <laughs> Never have I ever ridden on one of those uh, bucking bronco rides at a bar. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, never have I ever worn a cast on my finger. No. No. They don't. Do they ever do, do that they, now? They like, splint like, them. Like the, you mean the, yeah, those, the splints? splints. Yeah, splint I've never, I've never worn a splint on my finger. Oh no. 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 I, never have I ever broken a bone. Down. Nope. That's one I use a lot. All right, yeah, yeah. I have one. Chris has two. Ian has three. Ooh. Bing, bing, bing. All right, never have I ever had a library card. Down. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you do know they're free, right? Yeah, but I'm afraid to go to the library. Well, that is fair. <laughs> that we have to unpack later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Ian. Ian has two. Chris and I are down to one. Oof, yikes. Uh, I feel I feel a sudden amount of pressure. Uh, never have I ever made a pie from scratch. With my mom, yeah, down. Okay. Wow. I'm wow. out. You're right, out. You guys gotta help. Oh, Ian yeah. has two. Chris has one. Two to one. Oh my god. I don't. Well, I don't think this will get you out. But never have I ever been to Fire Island. No. Neither have I. I've been invited, but. I want to go. Never have I ever spent time in the mountain time zone. Oh, you killed Oh, I lied, I lied. I oh, lied. 100% oh, have, you Colorado oh. dick. <laughs> it's literally the state with the mountains. It's, it's the state they named I the lied. mountain time zone for. I lied. I lied. Uh, I fucked up. Um, but Alaska time. Never have I ever been in Alaska time. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I called you a mountain dick, and I have to apologize. I, no, I'll take that as a compliment. You, love Col- you, call, you call Colorado like your favorite place in the entire world. It's like one of your favorite... I mean, visits. I have good memories. It's one of my favorite visits, okay, but also, right. like, I, ha- I haven't been back, and I probably won't go back for a while. Oh, okay. No, well, just because my friends who live there don't live there anymore. This just wow. in. Ian Brodsky has a beef against the state of Colorado. Wow. This week's thing at gmail.com. <laughs> Drag me on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Um, hmm. Never have I ever... See, I could just do the dick move and say, never have I ever been called a mountain dick. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Down. All right, now they both have one. For the record, I could have been called a mountain dick. It's not like that's something that nobody gets called. Yeah. Uh, you know. Never have I ever been to Stonewall. Oh, sure. You can get me with that? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Going after the gays, Ian. That's it. This is a <laughs> hate ever, crime. Have you been to Stonewall? Yes, of course I've been yeah. to Stonewall. So it's not a gay crime. Oh, all right. Touche. Well, well Mr. Cisgendered Straight White Man, I well, think okay. you that's know that. Actually, to, no. to be fair. I have been invited. I have, I have been... I have been to Stonewall and out and around Stonewall at Halloween and mm-hmm. post duplex. I'm not sure that I've actually like been, been inside. inside and sat and I've... like done a bar fly moment at Stonewall. I, same here. Okay. Like, yeah. I used to they... hang out with a lot of people like who lived in that like that area. Yeah. 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 I I can't say Le you're village. missing much. I can't say you're missing much. Okay. But it is a historic landmark that right. should be preserved. Yes. 
Um, yeah, but when you got the duplex, like, a stone's throw away, you know, oh, yeah. really, where are the gays? Where are the theater gays? They're at the duplex. That's right. Yeah, I was there the other night. I saw my friend Anthony's show, Gayer Than Christmas, where he Liza's the entire Christmas season mm. with, uh, with fantastic, uh, cool. fabulous music. I thought the Christmas season just lies it itself, but, but that's exciting. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Um, question number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from Good Wife... What are you watching and listening to, and maybe even reading right now? Oh my god, what makes you think I can read? That you went to Fordham? Oh, hey! <laughs> I'm like, what makes you think I can read? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, it's the Jesuits, they taught us to read the Bible. Uh, uh, well, what am I watching right now, besides The Good Wife, which is fantastic, uh, one of my roommates who is, uh, she's a traveler, she's always going places, mostly just Brooklyn because that's where her boyfriend lives, but she just got back from the West Coast, and uh, she's hanging around the apartment working from home a lot, and so she's watching a lot of HGTV, and my old MO was when HGTV was on, I would like leave the room or put on headphones, but... It's so nice! But I'm trying to be more social, and, uh, and also... <laughs> How's that going? Well, it, it's corroding my soul because it's an what I—it's an affliction because now I'm watching HGTV and oh man, li- love it or list it, love it or list it. No, love it or list it is the shitty shit shit version of HGTV. I fucking hate. That I show. love love it or list no, no, no. it. Flipper flop, flipper flop Atlanta, flipper flop Dallas, flipper flop, flipper flop, flipper flop, and fixer upper. No, fixer upper was on today, and I do not like that man. If, that, like, weird hairy bro man <laughs> with all the red hair and the red beard. And but, I don't like But that. if Chip and Joe say corbels one more... Do you know what corbels are? No. Corbels are those fancy, like, uh, uh, decorative things that go in the corner of a doorway. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't believe... You, listen, I know... Ian is appalled. <laughs> I know Love It or Listed is garbage, but... It, it, you know why I love it? I love it the way I love Law and Order. It's so formulaic. Everything that happens, everyone has like a quip, and then like there's a shock, and then there's a twist, and then the expected outcome happens. Like if you think they're gonna list it, they're gonna list it, and if you think they're gonna love it, they're gonna love it, and that's pretty much how the show works. Yeah, I don't like how the two co-hosts or like the the contractor. Oh, I love I love how catty they are. The contractor and the broker act like they're in a fight. Okay, you can tell when Vanna White and Pat Sajak are in a fight. You know yeah. what I mean? But <laughs> how they don't like each other. You know that, right? Ian? I know that now. Yeah, they have a lifelong grudge. Well, yikes on bikes. They don't like each other. Um, but the love it or listed people, you can tell they're actually friends and they probably hang out yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as good. Or like um Clinton and uh and what's her face from What Not to Wear, they did not like each other and you can really? tell Really, really. Yes, mm. yes. Uh Stacey London. Mm. Clinton, Kelly and Stacey London. So I'll just say, there is some HGTV in my life now. It's it's a nice um, it's nice to watch before Maddow, and then it's nice to detox from it with it after Maddow, you know? You know what I just thought of? HGTV is hug TV. Hmm. It is like a hug. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay, question number four. Who was the last person you texted without cheating that wasn't me or Ian? Oh, I'm not allowed to look. Yeah, yeah. no cheating. That's Ian, cheating. Ian just took Chris Barlow's phone. You have a match? Oh, oh yeah, I have the big phone because I'm a big man. 
Uh, I'm a big boy. Big foam for big boy. Uh, yes, you are. Thank you. Actually, I know the answer. I don't have to look. It's my friend Joe. You know Joe. Hi, Joe. Joe. Joe Kroger. Joe Kroger. You know Joe Kroger. Pop Joe Kroger. Yes. Oh, wow. She's popular. She's she's actually quite famous to me. She is. She yeah. is. She's we wonderful. Had, so in our early, around the time you were first on the show... We had Joe Kroger and Dalton Deshan on. Oh yeah! At the same time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Together. Oh my Together. goodness! Together. Oh. Yes. I was gonna go to the gym with Joe Kroger after work today because we want. We realized we have a membership at the same gym. And we work together, so we were like, we should start going to the gym together and become gym buddies. Aww. I know. Uh, but then my roommate asked me to watch her French bulldog today, so I'm not going to go downtown to go to the gym. I'm going to sit with a French bulldog all day, and she is very understanding of that. You have a Frenchie in your apartment, and you're just bringing this up now. Well, it, yes, I've been hiding. I've been burying the lead. Uh, but also, <laughs> the Frenchie is only... It's, it's, I feel like I'm... Um, I feel like I'm in a divorced relationship, even though I, it, it's really not an accurate metaphor at all. You're, uh, it's, you're like the part-time auntie of it. I am. I'm, I'm the gay uncle of this French bulldog. Gunkle. I'm the gunkle. Uh, it's my roommate's French bulldog, but mostly uh, the she, the dog, lives in Brooklyn with my roommate's boyfriend because they have a one-bedroom in Brooklyn with a little back patio area where they can just let the dog out. Oh, that's uh, And that's fun. awful convenient. But Which is better, a gunkle or a drunkle? Oh, um, a drunkle. A drunkle. A drunkle. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's, that's you. That's that me. is you. Oh it's me. It's a me. I feel like we just redefined your brand. I know, actually. Thank you, guys. Wait, this has been really you, productive. Instead of this in the streets, in the sheets thing, what if you just put drunkle and see who gets it? And see who gets it. Yeah. Mm. Or even mm. just to say, what does that mean? And it's like, well, I'll tell you. Well, let me tell you about it. I'm a gunkle to a Frenchie. That's yeah, all you I'm, need to write. I'm a gunkle to a Frenchie, right? And I like to drink Frenchie gunkle. Yeah, a for gunkle. Uh huh. A for gunkle. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Question number five: One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you'd like to wish well today. Who I'd like to wish well today? Yeah. Living or dead? If I wish somebody dead well, is that doing much for them? Yeah, that's up that to you. At peace. Oh, that's a sweet thought. I'm gonna pick a living person, though. Sorry. Uh, I wonder sorry, who you dead folks. Last time, I do too. Actually, this question has been. I don't. I don't this remember. Has been a Wait, yeah. I can tell you exactly. Can you who really? Did. Yeah. Here oh we go. Oh my god. I can wow. tell you exactly who wow. you wished well. Who you would like to wish well today? Who I would like to wish well today? Yeah. Wow. Same reaction. Oh. <laughs> Oh, because I feel like I should say, like, someone I love and, like, my family. But I, I'll tell you, the true answer that just popped into my head immediately yeah. is Merrick Garland. Oh, I spent oh all my God. I'm wondering what Merrick Garland is doing right now. Oh. Yes. So oh. I hope he's doing well. We hope so, too. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's a timeless answer. I just want to point out, last time I had the thought that I should wish my loved ones well. This time that did not occur to me at all. Oof. When Chris heard Merrick Garland's name come out of his own mouth, though, he clutched his chest. Yeah, I gotta say, that, that one hurts. And truly, I'm still wishing you well, Merrick. I hope you're okay. Wow. 
Well, sure, that could be your answer. I, That's I, your I, think, I cannot think of anyone else but Merrick Garland now. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, we are very lucky to have had you on not once, but twice. Yes. Would you like to come a third in 2019? I would love to. Well, I yes. feel like we might all still be alive in 2019. Ooh. Consider it done. And of yes. course, Barlow has some hope. That means something. I, that's weird. That's yes. that's scary, to yeah. be honest. So you're, you're not into wishing loved ones well now, but you do have a little bit of hope. So uh, we'll, see what, there's we'll hope, see what next year but holds. But by next time, maybe I'll feel love again. Mm, maybe so. Okay, Chris Barlow, where can people find you on social media and uh, your show and your podcast? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Chris Barlow, like I am Chris Barlow. Because you are. I am. Uh, and... You can find out more about Chris Rice Review Wine by either searching for it on your favorite podcasting app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast. You can find us. Hey, how are you on Spotify, okay? Because we have an RSS feed with SoundCloud, and they will not do business with Spotify. Oh, oh you just have to... I, As not a Spotify user, I had to download Spotify, create a free Spotify account, and then you could just like on the web go and be like, I have a podcast, can I upload it? And then you put in your RSS feed. But you have to tell Spotify directly about your RSS feed. No one else will tell them for you. Interesting. Mm. So we would have to drop the RSS feed directly to Spotify every time we drop an episode. No, uh, well, if your RSS feed updates automatically, no. My episodes are there. Well, because SoundCloud doesn't talk to Spotify. It's not one of the approved RSS feeds. So I think we might have to go over somewhere else. It's complicated. But I'm I'm on all of them in theory. You should be able to search Chris Tries to Review Wine and find me. And you can also find more about the show at my website for the show, which is ChrisTriesToReview.Wine. Dot wine? I got a dot wine. Right. And if you, if you have a second for up. a tangent, let me tell you, I've been doing this project long enough. Dot wine is actually a really new domain. You uh, could not get it a few years ago. Right. And I really wanted it, so I looked into it, and I found out that for years, Saudi Arabia blocked the approval of dot wine because, of course, there's some international consortium that decides what the web addresses can be. And so when they started and making... And that crown prince that's killing yeah, journalists. He, he decided that dot wine was okay. So listen, I know no. I know he's <laughs> oh. a war criminal assassin murderer, but that MBS, he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, dot wine, that is amazing. Are you still doing WYOY news? I actually have a newsletter version of that every week. WYOY is I where it. I go to process the news. So you can go to WYOY.news and subscribe to the newsletter. You can also find some of the issues of the newsletter on Medium, because apparently Medium is still a thing. Okay. But truly, let me be in your inbox. Let me just deposit a little nugget in your inbox every week. It's a short newsletter with some good links, some gifts, and as a bonus, it includes a link to every episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. So if you just need to remember one thing today... You could just go subscribe to WYOY.news. Yes, that is perfect. Yeah. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at iBrodsky and on Facebook at Brodsky Ian. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, and Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship. The show is at ThisWeeksThing.com, ThisWeeksThing at gmail.com, hashtag ThisWeeksThing, at ThisWeeksThing on all social media. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Yes. 
More to come hopefully soon. Yes. It's and still in the works. I'm trying to figure it out. And you can check all of us at this table out at Dapper Devil Productions. At Dapper Devil Prod. What a yes. good group of yes. people they are. They are a good group of people. They have built an umbrella over yes. us. Yes. Yes, I, I feel like that old uh, promo photo for How I Met Your Mother where they're like all under an umbrella or something like that. It's just, we, call that's back us. to Rihanna. That's all of us. Call back to Rihanna. Yes. We wow. did it. Before you got here, I was like, I don't Rihanna. know what the callback was, but again, I'm still waiting for the subway, so that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Chris, this was the best. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back, guys. Oh Thanks for God. being back. Any fucking time. Anytime. Any fucking time. Any fucking time. And by the way, Cola Scola, if you're listening to this, uh, you could message me again. I hear you're single. Yes. All right. I won't talk about the GOP primary anymore. What if I tag Cola Scola in all of this I would respect you so much. Okay, well, maybe right. we'll get it going. I might also regret it, but I will respect you nonetheless. Oh, I we are doing it. Yeah. I'm going to make it yeah. happen. Wow. I'm going to make it happen. Because he's great, and you're great, and great people should be together. Yes. Or at least know each other or better. Or should at least, I at least should have the opportunity to apologize for being the guy watching the GOP primary debates while on Tinder. Because that, that while, while that is is on brand for me i should have lied and said i was doing something else yeah you weren't in a good place none of us and what's no. sad is that place looks better than this place by you know in in hindsight that was the good place how did we get here yeah how the fork did we get here speaking of they just got renewed for the fourth season and that might be the best thing that happened this week yeah oh, absolutely that is the thing that happened this week on that note i'm claire manchin and i'm ian brodsky and, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week, week. bye bye